0: Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast.
1: Heart is fast And that's the rhythm I can dance to well, i glad I've got a chance to That one big heart that's Tomorrow morning let it rain, tomorrow morning let it pour, tonight we're in the groove together. Ain't gonna worry about stormy weather, gonna kick all trouble out
2: the door. Here we are, Radical Australia, Community Radio 3CR, streaming live on 3cr.org.au. The Empress Dale Bridge is assisting us today with the program. Now, Empress Dale Bridge, I've got a problem. Oh, dear, that's
0: no good. What's your problem, Joseph?
2: You've got a problem. Oh, tell we me about it. We've both got a problem. Tell me about it. You know our radio phone we had? Yes. Well, only 79% of the people who promised to give money have given money. Someone needs smacks. There's 21% out there that need to be disciplined. So if you did donate to the 3CR radiophon, courtesy of Radical Australia, don't forget we need that cash. Yes. And don't forget we love you. Irrespective whether you can pay or not And if you run into hard financial times Ring up for ECR Ask for Loretta And tell her to take your name off But if you've promised and you've got the cash Send it in, bring it in 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy Now we have an extraordinary guest today
0: Extraordinarily special guest today
2: Every guest is extraordinary and special Because they're on Radical Australia We have Madam Marnie Newman Thank you. <laughs> That's good, man. Now, Marnie, look. Uh, don't worry. I'm not as bad as I look. I look a bit seedy today, but there's there's a reason for that. <laughs> now, I only ask two questions. Mm-hmm. You have 56 minutes to answer. Wow. Have you ever had an exam where you've had 56 minutes to answer two y- questions? Yeah. Really? It didn't two go, too well didn't go too well for no. me. <laughs> It'll go. Out. Now, just to orientate our listeners, because we've got people in the studio from 92 to you know, 20 or something, or 17. I think we had a 16 year old. What year were you born?
3: 1986.
2: We have a child in the studio.
0: I wouldn't go that far, Joseph.
2: 1986. Just turned 30. hmm Maybe 31.
0: 30
3: still.
2: 30 still. That's mm-hmm. excellent. And the other question, mm-hmm. very simple. Yep. And you've got 54 minutes to answer it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What's the first thing you remember?
3: Okay. Um, I was thinking about that because I had a little time to prepare.
2: Um, ooh.
3: Uh, It's difficult, you know, to try and work out what was told to you and what is actually the first memory. And the clearest memory I have is uh, going to see Strictly Ballroom at the cinemas. And it was the first time I went to the cinema and I had a burger from... Um, restaurant I won't name, very popular restaurant.
2: Uh, is it Orange and... Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah I know the we one. won't go there. Is but it, it is across it the road from sea Yes, it might is be. Is it the one that Talk Back with Attitude held a, a, a live broadcast and protest um, outside? Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> well, yeah, that's us. Okay, well... <laughs> No, Don't Mac worry, a, yeah. this
3: story will not promote them That's all whatsoever. Right. That's um, all right. So you
2: had a burger? I
3: had a burger, and it made me really sick.
2: I was going to say,
0: does it involve nausea?
2: <laughs> yeah. Excellent.
3: And I remember that more so than the movie itself, <laughs> even though the movie was quite memorable. How
2: old do you think you were?
3: I was, well, I think the movie came out in 1990, and so I would have been... Three or
2: four. Three or four. Yeah,
3: Yeah, and I projectile vomited. (laughs) In the theatre? No, it took a while. Um, In the
2: car on the way home?
3: It it kind of grew upon me and I went green and blue and then um, Uh projectile vomited. I like that. Uh, you know, through every room of the house. You know, right, I started right. off in did, the bedroom.
2: Did you, have, did, you have, did you have any brothers and sisters?
3: No, oh, I because do. Because you could have
2: Did you not at that stage?
3: I do, but they're a lot older than me. So, so you, didn't want,
2: you wouldn't project off vomit on them.
3: I didn't project our vomit on anyone <laughs> right. except for my bed, the right, carpet, right, and right, yeah, just continue right. on like that. So I've yeah. never actually had an experience like that since. Thank mm. goodness. But I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. maybe that experience has made me. Um, not want to throw up ever again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's really scary when you're little.
3: Oh, it's scary when you're an adult. Oh, well, I find it scary I'm still. i now. I yeah. hate the whole experience uh, of, you know, it's the, 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 all the beforehand before it actually happens, you know. Yeah,
2: there's a, there's a little syndrome in little kitties much younger than you when they're kind of born in the first word few weeks of their lives, and they if they projectile vomit, they've got what's called a pyloric stenosis, which Mm. is a little narrowing uh, just outside the stomach, which needs to be widened, and it's quite spectacular when you see this little baby, (laughs) and the vomit goes outside the cot, onto the doctor's foot, and I can assure you that I have been the recipient. Oh, that's like
3: (laughs) something out of a horror movie. Oh, it is, yeah, Yeah. but the the tongue doesn't
2: come out at the same time, Mm -hmm. you can relax. (laughs) So... So you were the youngest, were you?
3: I am the -hmm. youngest.
2: Mm -hmm. So What was the time? Time? I mean the um, year difference. Oh, the year
3: difference. A lot. About fifteen years. Mm
2: -hmm. So would you be described as an accident?
3: (laughs) Yes. Um, (laughs) My mum called me a miracle. Right. Um, And dad said, "My dad was quite surprised." Right. Right. Right.
2: They fought. They got to the stage where contraception wasn't needed.
3: Oh, look! There's a real <laughs> cool story behind um, how I came about, oh, tell which us about my it. father told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, my mum and dad were both artists, visual mm-hmm. artists, mm-hmm. and they were uh, walking along Pitt Street Mall in Sydney, and they were heading towards Circular Quay. And they recognized each other because they were both holding artworks. Uh-huh. And they figured, they put two and two together and went, okay, these people are heading to the same place. Let's have, have a chat along the way. Uh-huh. So they started talking and then they got on the ferry to Manly. Uh-huh. They went to the art competition that they were both a part of. Um, and my dad won the competition. Right. And then as part of the celebration on the Manly fairy home to mm. circular key mm. they conceived me
2: on <laughs> the fairy
3: on the fairy oh, how that, artistic that, that, yeah. is, that
2: is very artistic I'm, I'm i'm impressed
0: that's well impressive yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah,
2: so you You were a part of a what a second marriage for your dad, or
0: um they
3: never got that far no, no. to to a whole marriage thing no, yes. no. so my dad was never married, that was never part of his yes. plan. No. No. Having right. kids was never part of his agenda. He right. just wanted to devote himself to art right. um he you know hadn't had much luck with the ladies right. um previously, so he right. sort of he had a few heartbreaks and yes, went. Yes. Screw this, I'm just going to solely devote myself to the arts to the yeah. arts,
2: and hes still with us?
3: Oh uh, he passed away a few years back
2: okay. was it was it uh, expected or was it um,
3: No, it was expected, but then again, uh, my dad was a real trooper. He was diagnosed with motor neuron disease right. and given a very short um, term life expectancy. Mm-hmm. And then he managed to live another 10 years. So it was a shock when he did go, because right. I was thinking, he's going to live forever. He's going to mm. outlive everyone, right. you know, because yeah. he's just beaten the odds. Mm. Yeah.
2: And, and how old it, were you when he was diagnosed with motor neurone disease?
3: I was only a teenager. Right.
2: So. so what was it like to to actually live with somebody with such a profound uh, disability in the mm. long term?
3: Um. It kind of makes you feel bad about yourself if you don't have any physical ailments because he was so strong and you know resilient. Like he still drove mm. even though he didn't have power over his legs and feet. He still managed to drive a vehicle, mm-hmm. and he would just lift his leg from the accelerator to the brake. Mm. And he had a special addition to the yes, steering wheel to help yeah. him steer. And it was quite a sight to behold because he'd drive around in his car and his wheelchair would be on top yeah, of it. Yeah, he'd have
2: hand controls on the car. Yeah. Hand controls and maybe a knob on the actual steering wheel. Yes. Yes, to help him. Yeah, help yeah. Him. Yeah, well, that's good. It's, well, obviously that resilience has rubbed off on you. Oh, I wish. You wish. <laughs> wish. And how about your mum? Is she still with
3: us? Um, yes. She's... Just gotten into a nursing home in Sydney, mm-hmm. and yes, yeah, it's, it's difficult with her. I don't see much of her, right. I don't speak to her much, especially being here in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's tough.
2: Well, that's understandable. And what was she like as a mum?
3: Oh, she was amazing. She was um, very spiritual, but not in a religious sense, mm. and um, uh, very inspiring. In my early years, I believed I could do anything and be anyone, and that was because of my mom. And she just had these ideas that were ahead of their time. She didn't believe in MSG. She didn't believe in glucose. She thought glucose led to diabetes, and but she was a fan of sugar. She Mm -hmm. thought sugar wasn't really the enemy it was... Artificial colouring and flavouring, and everyone thought she was a complete nutter back then, you know. But everyone's Mm. foodie things Mm. are just Mm. so real now that such a thing. But back then, it was like, Mum, going a bit far. But you know, I believed her, she was my mum, so whatever she said went, and yeah,
2: she's. Did Did you have living grandparents?
3: Yeah, I did. I had my dad's parents in queensland right. and they were very different and you know also my mum's parents which were they were different too and they they died early on my mum's mm. parents right. so i never really got that close to them um and i never really got that close to my grandparents in queensland either because they were so far away uh but you know I did get to know them a little here and there. Mm.
2: Were they were they born here or they came from overseas?
3: Yeah, they were all born here. Right. And, you know, they they all seemed to have green thumbs. I didn't inherit that. I wish I inherited yeah, the, that, you uh, know. The, yeah. I wish I could, you know, get my garden going the way that they would. Mm. And, um, yeah, my dad's parents were farmers. Right. So um, before coming from Scotland 200 or so years ago, They've just been farming the land in Queensland
2: for hundreds
3: of years. Do
2: you know what, what part of Queensland?
3: Yeah, um, out near Mutterborough, just out past Longridge, sort of right. central Queensland. So,
2: see that woman over there? You yeah. yeah. Ask her where she was born.
0: Oh yeah. Where were you born? I was actually born in Brisbane, but I grew up in central Queensland. Oh, really? Yeah, but not... not Way out west, out um, Longreach, I was on the coast near Rockhampton.
3: Oh, yeah. Mm. She's
2: Ah. she's never been the same (laughs) again. Never to return.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's a long way away, though. So Mm. where were you growing up? Sydney okay yeah, yeah.
3: but when i grew up i spent a lot of time with my dad in queensland and he insisted that he took me on the drive from stanthorpe which is oh, just yeah, on the I'm border yep, yep. Uh, yep. all Apples? the way to um, Long Re- uh, longreach and then and then on to madabara wow. and um, okay. the cattle stations it's around, around there. birdsville isn't it yeah, we didn't get that far. Okay, right. Yeah. I've, or maybe we did. We, we went through a lot of very small towns oh, with yeah. Wolf Creek around. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, don't denigrate <laughs> <Sorry>. Wolf Creek. <laughs> by sorry. comparing
2: Montefiore to Wolf <laughs> I'm Creek. I'm sorry, I mean, Wolf Creek's very reasonable in <laughs> comparison. <laughs> now, getting yeah. back yeah. to your story, yeah? yeah. so did you go to preschool in Sydney?
3: I went very briefly, but mm. uh, didn't like it.
2: What? You were expelled, were you? Uh,
3: no, I dropped out.
0: You <laughs> dropped, dropped out of preschool.
2: Out. I love that.
0: We've had a guest who got expelled from preschool, pre-school. and now we've got someone who dropped out to of preschool. Have a pre-school. It's yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Just, well, what, what
2: did you like about it? Do you remember? Um,
3: I just wanted to be with my mum. Mm. This might seem radical, but <laughs> I was uh, I was still feeding on the breast right. at about three. Yep. So. Um, I was still attached to that. Sure. And I still had a dummy and stuff like that. You know, I was attached to things that, you know, the other kids weren't. And I just was a bit, um, I don't know, against nap time and, um, a bit of a rebel. I didn't want to eat the food that they were providing. I didn't want to nap when they all wanted to nap. I didn't like the other kids.
2: Perfect, <laughs> <for> radical Australia. <laughs> Just the type of woman we <laughs> need in the studio, Dale. You've picked well. You have picked well. Yeah. So, now that you dropped out of preschool, did you actually go to primary school?
3: I did. Uh, I went to a lot of lot. schools. Why was um, that?
2: Because your family was moving around or you kind um, of...
3: No, I think it was a lot to do with me. Mm-hmm. Um, I've always been the grass is greener on the other side, right. so I've never really settled for anything. Uh-huh. And so I think I'd go, I hate this school, Mum. Yep. Take me. This school looks really good. I like the uniform. Oh, it's big and there's right. lots of areas to play. Mum, I want to change schools. Right. And so it was a lot of that. Yep.
2: And Mum allowed you to change schools. Yep. Anything for peace and quiet.
3: Oh, she did anything for me, and she was she was really good for me. Like she right. would uh, you know, give me a penny for a thought, but obviously it would be like five cents, cents yeah. and then it went it grew to twenty cents, fifty cents, and my right. ideas kept getting better. She was very encouraging.
2: Right. right. Yeah. So what was primary? Sc- what are the, all these primary schools like? You wouldn't have made many friends, would you? Because you didn't spend much time.
3: I- made friends and then I moved and then I made other friends and yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, do you think do you think it affected you growing up not having permanent uh, friends and being so transient in primary school
3: well I've continued that on to like adult life so oh. it's just been my way of life always oh. um yeah I don't know i
2: any, any, any reason you think you've chosen that way of life or has it chosen you?
3: Mm, I think it's chosen me. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I just don't, I still don't know who I am or who I want to be. Mm. And I think I maybe I had a better understanding of that when I was young. Right. And then as an adult, kind of, Starting out with those career paths that you chose as a child, you see all those barriers and you think, mm. oh, this is really difficult. Maybe there's an easier way. And then you <laughs> go to a, down a different path, you get all the barriers, and then you go, okay, that's not working. <laughs> so I guess I'm a bit lazy and, like, you know, when there's a. No, big, no, no, you're discerning. Discerning. <laughs> not
2: lazy. <laughs> discerning. You don't want to waste your time jumping barriers and maybe finding at the other side of the barrier is not what you wanted. Mm, so you're, you're searching. Mm. So how does a young woman or a young girl who's kind of floating through all these primary schools? Where did you go to? Did you go to secondary college?
3: I did. I went to two different high schools. And what were they like? Um, In Sydney or? Yep. Yeah. Um, the first one was an all-girls school, mm-hmm. and it was pretty good actually. Um, it was a lot better than, than say how it was sold or represented. Mm. There were a lot of opportunities there. Maybe for someone like me that's creative because not everyone was creative. And then I went to a performing arts school. Right. Ev- well, not everyone was creative, but there was certainly more competition.
0: <laughs> so there's a what? few extroverts there. Just one or two. Yeah.
3: Out. And it wasn't so much like, um, oh, good going for giving it a try. It was more... um Try harder, (laughs) you know. I just watched (laughs) this movie Whiplash, and um, the teacher, I don't know if you've seen that movie, but it's about a drummer at a music school, Mm. and the teacher is ruthless. I
2: have. I have seen Whiplash. Mm. He is ruthless. He is. But he got his comeuppance, didn't he?
3: Well, yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, in a a sense, maybe it worked in the end, because, yeah, Mm. um... I won't give away the ending. But, yeah, our teachers at this performing arts school weren't that bad. Hmm. But they certainly...
2: did hands didn't bleed.
3: Hands didn't bleed. Right. But they certainly weren't encouraging. You know, they'd what? say... No, negative? Yes. What, what were you
0: doing? In this positive po- re- reinforcement well, then?
2: Negative. What was the? What were you doing in the performing arts school? What um,
3: I was doing music, dance, and drama, so right, the right. trifecta. <laughs> right. And um, you know, they'd say things like, uh, "You know, your chances of making
0: it uh,
3: are near none." So, <laughs> well,
0: isn't it? I did. I did uh, theatre at uni as well. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's. Isn't it interesting? Just the the. Off- I understand I have to pop a few bubbles, you know, because there's a lot of idealism and, you know, a few illusions that need to be sloughed off. But, um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Like, it just becomes less creative and more arbitrary, more, Mm -hmm. you know, forced, less fun, sucks the fun Mm -hmm. out of
3: it. Yeah, it certainly wasn't... um the environment that I was used to, say, when I was a young child and my mum was giving me all mm. this encouragement. <laughs> right.
2: Say, so what, were you 15, 16 when you went to the forming art arts school? I was about
3: 17. 17. I started school late as right, well. Right, right. All, all those schools, Yeah. Yeah, all those schools, and yeah. I started late as well. Right. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, the teachers were just kind of like, oh, yeah, you might as well give up. You yeah, might as well. Yeah, and, well and a <laughs> lot of students right. did. Did
2: they use the T word? Tried.
3: Talentless? Oh, talentless. <laughs> um, no. I they don't think you're
0: allowed to if you've got fee-paying parents. <laughs> oh, no, it was fee-paying
2: parents,
3: was it? <laughs> oh, well, it was a public school, oh, um, okay. but was selective. You had to try out to get um, in. But, you know, yeah. they, they did a really good job of crushing a lot of people's dreams before they'd even gotten into the real world, which mm. I think is a shame.
2: Is that what happened to you?
3: Um, not so much, but... You know, when you're constantly being told you'll never make it, yep. you know, just give mm-hmm. up
1: yeah. and,
2: right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Get a real job. It's
3: a lot harder than you think it is. You're one in
2: a billion. Oh, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm always mesmerized by dancers. Mm-hmm. What, what What was your dancing like?
3: Oh. Well, I thought it was pretty good until I got into the selective school. (laughs) And then I went from being like a a butterfly to being um, a real ugly duckling.
2: So you're now Isadora Duncan. No, no, No. because
3: a lot of the uh, dancers there were... Trained in ballet since the age of three. three yeah, and I, know, guess, yeah. I had never done ballet. Oh, gosh, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. And, <laughs> and I was. Jazz tap. Yeah, <laughs> I had no interest in it either. Yeah, so. Didn't you have your
2: pointy shoes. <laughs>
3: oh no, I never even got that far. Cause that's, that's advanced God.
2: stuff. How about the drama? How did that go?
3: Oh, um, oh, my teacher again was really discouraging. <laughs> she would say things like,
2: "You talentless woman."
3: Yeah, you, you know, maybe you should drop this subject. Right. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, right. And they had their favourites as well. Yeah. It's know. almost like they
0: perceive um, uh, competition in the students, you know?
3: Well, what I... Exactly. What I kind of felt was... I I gained this sort of attitude that all of these teachers were teaching because they no longer had careers themselves, in yeah, the arts, yeah, um, yeah, and they were bitter and twisted. You yeah, know, they yeah. just seemed quite bitter.
2: And yeah. youthful exuberance is so annoying. <laughs> oh, it is, especially, especially. If you think somebody's going to make it uh,
3: Like aspiration, <laughs> perhaps Yeah, yeah, yeah they uh, they could see that from a mile away And yeah. just <laughs> <Shoot> <laughs> they just Shoot it wanted. down Yes, yes, yes now
2: How about these, these musical instruments? What were you playing in uh, music? Yes,
3: I was playing guitar I was singing I was mm-hmm. writing songs for the mm-hmm. first time And I joined the school band, and, yeah, that that teacher was um, saying things to me like uh, I was the only girl in the band, right, so you'd think right. that would be encouraged. What, mm. um, oh, be- instrument, guitar?
0: Guitar. Okay, yeah. Okay.
3: And I became a real boys club pretty quickly, and the teacher was saying things to me like maybe you should just... <laughs> oh, not again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, I was being bullied by the other boys in the band that were saying, like,
0: oh, I can write a better song than that, and yeah. Is that
3: it? Like, you know, that sort of thing. Um,
0: Nothing's changed.
3: Yeah. So, I went and formed my own band. So that Whoa. was my way of...
2: <laughs> what, in, in, in the school, in the performing arts school?
3: Yeah, in the school, I... I. Um,
2: what was it called? Do you
3: have a name? Yeah, it was called Vifer Jam or Vifer Jam, Silly yeah. name. Oh,
2: that's All right. bad of well, Silly is my
0: band, first band's name.
2: What was your first band's name?
0: It was uh, in my music class. It was. What uh, uh, was it? Was it, not but, it was a mi- mixture of Moses and the Water part is, uh the Virgin Mary and the Immaculate. Oh, so, so, yeah, it was something like um, the Virgin Moses and the Immaculate Permanent Waves. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's
2: yeah, cool. Yeah. We were, silly devotee of the Oh we were devotee of the Japanese pistake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you sound like a devotee. That yeah. sounds like a
3: good band name too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So was it a
2: all women's band or no. You let um, boys in?
3: Oh look, I find it so hard to find women musicians to play music with. Oh, which is really disappointing, because yeah, my yeah. dream my whole life has been to be in an all-girl band, right, right, but whenever I come across them, I don't know what it is, they just don't want to be in a band with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the right ones will come
0: along. They'll come I along. I hope so,
2: yeah. 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 <laughs> Dale's in an all-women's band. Oh, oh, I
0: was, I've, I've actually, for health reasons, had to... Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you were. But, but you um, were. It's great fun.
3: Yeah, great fun. You were living the dream, <laughs> my dream. Well, and,
0: and like there's that, you've come to the right town because there's lots of, lots and lots of talented people and people who want to get involved in doing stuff. So someone will hear your noise and want to j- collaborate. Yeah, yeah, which would
2: be great. It's 4.30. This is Radical Australian Community Radio 3CR. This program is streaming live on 3cr.org.au. We are interviewing the one and only Marnie Newman who dropped out of preschool <laughs> and was having a really tough time at performing arts college and then we'll find out what happened. So, did you finish?
3: Yes, you, I did. After I all that negativity, yeah, yeah. you finished? I finished.
2: <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. How old were you then? About 19? Yeah, or? about
3: 19.
2: Yeah. And so, what happens when you leave a performing arts school at 19?
3: Well... Uh, you really get thrown into the deep end without a paddle, without right. a life raft or anything. Right. right. Well, um, well, we'll
2: get you had to go into a new start or something.
3: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, I just started playing music because it seemed like the easiest avenue mm-hmm. to get gigs, mm-hmm. to form bands, to write songs. It's mm-hmm. all self-driven.
2: This is in Sydney. Yeah. What, what, was, it, what was it like as a young woman? You know, trying to get into that scene. That
3: was great. It was really good. Because mm-hmm. you feel um, good about yourself. Every time you got a gig, you feel um, motivated to keep trying. You mm-hmm. know, getting a gig, that's a win. And right. performing, doing well. <laughs> there was no pay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not that stuff.
2: No, no, Pay. Money.
3: No pay. <laughs> you don't
0: do it for
2: money. Oh, Did you, yeah. you get any drinks at least? <laughs> not even that.
3: Oh, yeah. But, you know, that's... I don't exactly like that, you know. Promoting alcohol (laughs) is, I know, right? Uh. Oh, you know, that's
0: that's one of the things. Some some venues think they can get away with not paying a band if they offer you a A a couple of beers. beers, And it's like, well, you know, not everyone drinks, you know.
3: Yeah, I don't.
0: I really don't get that. I don't get that. Oh, mate, it's part of that toxic masculine Australianness that you'll come up against again and again and again. Yeah.
3: Well, they think, you know, here, have a drink we're not going to pay you uh so i'm going to get drunk mm. on the free drinks mm. and and stay out late because the gig goes late mm. and then i'm going to have to go to work tomorrow
2: oh you're working at the, you're working at the same time well i had jobs what were you doing um
3: Crappy jobs. Yeah, no, 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 every
2: job every job has got a a meaning and sense okay. some reason. Otherwise So what yeah. type of jobs were you doing?
3: Delivery driver. Right. So um, that's pretty
2: as a contract delivery driver.
3: Oh no, just no. that food takeaway uh, delivery driver. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> dangerous terrible, cash dangerous in hand. <laughs> Do
2: you have any uh, interesting experiences? Um Delivery um, driver?
3: Yes, I delivered food to a really prestigious brothel right. um, mm. <laughs> where a lot of footballers frequent. <laughs> um, yeah, and I found it really interesting when I was waiting to give the secretary the food. Right. I was thinking, um, are the employees eating it? You know, I um, was curious about it. <laughs> are they eating burgers and stuff? Right. Um, and then. Uh, I realised that they had a menu inside uh-huh. the brothel for the food that I was delivering, <laughs> right. and it was like $10 more expensive, expensive. than. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, and I delivered also to Sydney Uni a lot, right. and I got a really bad opinion of uni <laughs> students, and I thought, all oh, these uni students are idiots. <laughs> I'm <Right. laughs> sorry, but excuse <Yeah. laughs> my language, but I thought. Gee, I don't want to go to uni because yeah. <laughs> of all the uni students I delivered food to. Yeah, um, yeah. they did not um, do the image justice. Mm-hmm. I thought,
2: geez. And they, and, they, and they didn't tip either. No, no.
3: and no. I students. thought, these are our next lawyers and doctors.
0: Not those ones, mate. Not those <laughs> ones. No, no not <laughs> no, the ones everywhere. The lawyers and the doctors, them. they're not ordering pizzas. No, no no, no, no. <laughs> we were when we were
2: students. Come on. Well, we're, no, no, you know, no. We're not all from the More same. More
0: often than not. You know, to yeah. be able to afford to do something like that Mummy and Daddy have given you a credit card so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I <laughs> Darling, the these
2: days These days, yes But I come from the period where we had three university education oh, yes. The halcyon days They were the halcyon days You just wander in and if you do want to do this And if you got the marks, you did it I'm yeah. from the
0: generation of debt to That's learn right.
2: And before, and before that, I was actually old enough to actually, well, used to get little scholarships if you were a poor <sighs> person to wow. go to university. You get a scholarship, one of the scholarship program in the, ni- mm. in 1970. So, you get a scholarship to go to university, but now you get a debt. Mm-hmm. You get a sexually trained, oh, it's not a sexually, it's not an STD, it's just <laughs> a debt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as fun as an STD. It's a hex <laughs> debt, heck. heck. And, and, yeah. uh,
3: I think my husband says that heck is something to do with the devil or hex hex
0: is a, yeah. a hex a spell. A, yeah, yeah. A
3: oh, hex is a spell. Yeah. He knew it was H-G-X. hex. Yeah. Right, he knew it was something bad. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he was saying that hexter is yeah. is named yeah. for that reason because it's really yeah. bad. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so you never volunteer information on this program, Marnie, because I kind of go down that track because we're just you and me yeah. are in a canoe, yeah, and I've got a paddle, and if you say a word. Mm we go down that pathway. Okay. You said the husband word. Where, yeah. When did, did all this happen?
3: Okay. Yeah. Um. It all happened secretly. Secretly. Um, right. Yes. Uh,
2: Would well, you really want to talk about it? If it yeah, no. It's all out in the open it's now. A, right. But at
3: the time, it was top secret. Well, top secret. Because we've both got complicated families. Right. And they're all in Sydney. All and right. I. we just thought, well, we're poor as well. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, Dharma... My husband was saying, "Oh, we we don't deserve to be married. We're not we're not good enough. We can't afford to get married. You know, there's a lot of that in our household. There's a lot of we can't afford to go on holiday. We don't deserve that. You know. So, um, but I was like, oh, come on. You know, we've been together for five years. I'm turning thirty and.
2: But did you meet in Sydney? Or? Yes. Yeah. How did you first meet?
3: Okay, um, we met through my neighbor. Ooh. So I was walking into the front entrance of the unit block with Mm -hmm. my bass guitar Mm -hmm. in case. Uh Right. And, uh, the neighbor said to me, Oh, you're a bass player. I said, Yeah. And she goes, Oh, my friend's in need of a bass player. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'd already seen this (laughs) said friend. Um, (laughs) having a puff out on the balcony, and I was like, ooh, ooh. love at first sight. You know? <laughs> it,
2: w- it, was, it was love. It wasn't lust, was it?
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I all don't right. know. Okay. Maybe I don't know the difference. <laughs> well, you know, she's only 30. The difference, yeah. the difference doesn't matter so it much. It doesn't yet. matter, you're right,
2: yeah. It's all the same <laughs> at that age. So um, you kind mm. of saw him on the balcony, and mm-hmm. that was it.
3: Uh, well, uh, that was before I was... Um, Uh, asked to volunteer to be a part of his band Mm. and i didn't let on how i felt Mm. or anything because i wanted to be professional yeah so i started off in this band it was a really good band and
2: what was it called
3: lazy bones
2: lazy bones i like that Yeah. yeah
3: um and it was a step up from my other band which were um a train wreck
2: well, so was, it, was that their was name? That a was name? <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's a great name. It's, yeah, it's not to, far off.
3: Not uh, far off. Their name uh, was Trip, right. which didn't stand for something drug-related. It actually yeah. stood for I <laughs> Total Revolution in Perspective. Nice. So it was very surrealist, 70s. Very surrealist
2: uh, name, Trip. Yes. yes.
3: Yes, psychedelic. So, um So yeah. from
2: Trip to Lazy Bones. Trip to Lazy bones. How many of you the band in Lazy Bones? Three.
3: Three. So What's I it? went from one three piece to another.
2: Oh, right. So was it hard to fit in to the new type of music you were doing or No,
3: or? it was it was easy. It oh. was really easy. It was nothing um mm-hmm. Crazy, you know there was no slap bass required or right. anything <laughs> I didn't require a four string bass and right. and all of that right. there was it was yeah. it was pretty an easy transition. it was from one blues esque band to another, right. so it was a really easy transition
2: yeah so when did this professional relationship start breaking down <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh um oh, it took a Month or so. Month or so. (laughs) (laughs) But I was really reluctant, even though I um, totally had the hots for him. Mm. um, I wanted to keep a professional. Mm. I liked the band that I was in. I didn't want to ruin it. So, um, but one night he uh, knocked on my door, and um, I was really not in the mood for guests. I was in my dressing gown. I think I had just burst a pimple on my face. Um cool. Sure, sure. It might have been that time of the month. I right, think I could right, have had the right. flu or something. I've seen beautifully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there were dirty dishes.
2: Who's ever said you're in it well, <laughs> go to drama school? This is, this is perfect. Yeah, yeah there were dirty dishes yeah, everywhere yeah, on the yeah, floor and dirty yeah.
3: clothes in amongst all the dirty dishes. Right, right. So I was really not in the mood for having. Um, the prospective love of my life, rock up, <laughs> right. best foot forward. Yeah. yeah. So I tried to push him away. I said, yeah. oh, now's not a good time. Yeah. Yeah, but he was really persistent. Like, he had something really important to tell me, and, mm. and yeah. Mm. It wasn't, the timing was totally off. That's no. all I can say. No, no. well,
2: <laughs> it's true love then.
3: Oof, maybe. No, it it's true out. love. It okay.
2: worked out. It's true love. Okay. So you've been together five years, have you? Mm-hmm. So when did you get married?
3: It was 28th of November last year. Oh, thanks.
2: Was it at the registry office here? Or oh, no?
3: no. We didn't want to do that. We thought that might be a bit cold. Right. So where did you do it? Um, in the backyard. Good. Underneath the fig tree. In Melbourne? In Melbourne, right, yeah. Right. What, yeah.
2: What suburb? We won't ask for the address, <laughs> just the suburb. <laughs>
0: Reservoir. That's
2: nice. nothing wrong with Reservoir. I've been there many times. I've just
0: I've missed a bit. When did you just move down to Melbourne?
3: Ah, yeah. Uh it'll be five. And was there years, a reason to do? Yeah, yeah. Um so it was only six months into the relationship that we moved. And we moved away together. Cool. Yeah. Um
2: I assume it was I assume it was to get away from the third band member. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Well, no, and yeah. and that actually, it wasn't my decision. Yeah. It was my partner's decision, and yeah. it totally devastated me because we had the best drummer. Right. Like, you couldn't beat this drummer. He was great. He just had these um, Latin rhythms, and he just knew how to play every song, and I could just fit in yeah. nicely. It was just so easy. And, yeah, still searching for that. That drummer <laughs> you I mean, know. Did
2: um finally come down to Melbourne.
3: Four and a half years and we've still haven't found a replacement. So
2: what, you're just still a duo?
3: Oh, uh, no, we've just had drummer after drummer
2: after drummer. I
3: even yeah. took up the drums for a <laughs> while I tried drum machine. I know, but it's not the same, is it's it? You know, it it depends. Depends. Especially,
2: especially for blues, you can't have a drum machine. Yeah. For blues, no, no. No. At least
0: you only have to punch the rhythm into it once. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> sorry, that's a yeah. bad old drum joke. Yeah. All yeah. <laughs> <And you laughs> oh, right. And you
2: yeah. don't have to massage the ego either. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, <so> metronomes <laughs> don't complain.
2: Yeah. So why did you two decide to come down uh, five okay. years ago? Was it the, the fact that Melbourne's the centre of the universe, or?
3: Well, we make lots of jokes about it now. Mm. Um not all jokes because it is a bit of a reality. Um but the real reason was because uh Dharma was of the opinion that this place was the music capital of Australia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um so so he he wanted to be well, a part he was of right. it. He was yeah. Right. <laughs> So he wanted to be a part of it, right. and um, and I didn't want to give up on our relationship yet, or right. the band, right. um, mm. so I... So
2: what, did you pack a little um, Volkswagen or something uh, and trundle down? Or? We, lu-
3: we were lucky, we borrowed our, our f- well, his friend's, his mm. best mate's car, mm-hmm. we borrowed it, um, and took my prized cat along for mm. the journey, she hated it, and... Um, yeah, so we really didn't bring much with us except for our instruments.
2: So, what you just turned up in Melbourne 5 years ago. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Did you
2: have a place to stay?
3: Um, we were really lucky because that best mate also had uh, a house <laughs> that he could give to well, not give to us. Yeah, um, he out. he gave yeah. the le- lease to us.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we were really lucky. So when did you first uh come across 3CR? Mm. Um, I um,
3: I've always been interested in radio So I I first came across it when I was just applying for anything Even if it was way out of my league Excuse me, (laughs) man. Excuse
2: me, Marnie Applying for anything (laughs) that's, That's just not on no. No, no,
0: no, I understand. No. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta it, throw a lot of rocks before you smash a window.
2: That's yeah, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> depends how good your aim is. Well, that's <laughs> I mean,
0: obviously, yeah. I don't have a very good aim.
2: No. <laughs> no, so, no, no, you don't say that, you say, well, I've heard about 3CR, and I wanted to come here to learn. Uh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, but, but at the same time, we, yeah.
0: we're ethically, uh, we, we're proud of telling the truth here. So Yeah, know. that's what? right. Yeah,
3: I the truth?
2: I'm, I'm yeah. Feel
0: free. I'm a very honest person. I won't lie to you. Um, <laughs> so what? Yeah. You were just but, applying. Um, but yeah. uh, you're involved with Brainwaves. Now, yes. how did you, because I know that's not a show that just anyone can rock yeah, up to. Yeah, it's true. So um, um, if you'd like to share with us a little bit about... Um, That side of things Yeah, sure So the
3: Brainwaves opportunity came about uh, Through my therapist She um, told me I should be a peer support worker Mm -hmm. And encouraged me to come along to this group meeting um, To get information And I was thinking Oh, I don't think I could be a peer support person Mm -hmm. got too many issues of my own Uh, So uh, then it came about through, you know, the group process of introducing yourself that I'm a radio nut, mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, lady running the group said, oh, there's this show run through Wellways called Brainwaves, and I hadn't heard of Wellways or Brainwaves, mm-hmm. um, but I was like... Great, <laughs> sign, <laughs> so me up. sign
0: me up. Peer support. Um, so you were um, already engaged with mental health services or something. Yes. Just, uh, I'm curious a little bit about mm-hmm. when you first, when that sort of started to impact your life.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, um, the first time it started impacting me was through my mum. So, my mum uh, was diagnosed with schizophrenia when I was uh, 16, mm-hmm. and I saw her in the worst become unwell and I dealt with that directly
2: well you had a huge 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 burden your father's got motor neurone disease Mm. and your mum's got been diagnosed with schizophrenia so Mm. you've got a lot to deal with as a 16 year old when you're just Mm. trying to formulate who you are Mm. and what you want to do and then you had this performing arts school which was trying to drag you down (laughs) yeah you've done exceptionally well
3: (laughs) yeah then I was diagnosed myself a couple of years later. Um, mm. I had a terrible breakdown, and it was at school as right, well, so right. everybody knew about it. Um, yeah, I was hospitalized, diagnosed with bipolar, uh, put on medication that caused me to become a zombie. It was during my HSC, so the final year, year wow. 12. Wow, mm. the struggle. And I was in hospital during the... Um, the, uh, it's like the practiced tests for the actual tests. Um, so it was during that period. So doing all practical subjects, I had a lot of catching up to do when I got out and I was also, I felt like a zombie because of the medication and I'd seen my mum sort of become a zombie too because of the medication, you know, kind of lose all that personality I knew Mm. from my younger years. Um, and become a bit blank mm-hmm. and I felt that myself and so I took myself off the meds eventually upon my best friend's advice because she was like you're not yourself I don't feel like I know you anymore mm-hmm. and it's scary and I kind of had that inkling myself but when you doped up to the max on psych meds sometimes you can not realize just how doped up you are, Mm. and there was no follow-up after I was discharged, you know, there was no, uh, the medication I was on, I was supposed to have regular blood tests to monitor the levels, Mm. (laughs) that didn't happen for a year, and so who knows how much I was on, I wasn't having Mm. regular appointments, there was no appointment. so.
2: You are on lithium or epilim or? Epilim, yeah. 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 Well, you do need regular monitoring on because you need to know what the levels are and because if they're too high as you said you can be really zoned out have you had any um any other major crisis since the original crisis
3: (sighs) yeah um it tended to be a two-year cycle where Mm. i'd have an episode every Mm. two or so years Mm. never a hospitalization although after my dad died um I was already really sick with my thyroid, right. so i got um, I got that as well right. and i the the thyroid sickness, which i wasn 't really mm-hmm. taken care of properly, mm-hmm. plus dealing with my dad 's estate, I ended up in hospital again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's changed a lot. I think with maturity, I'm I'm dealing with this illness differently. I well, you
2: know. can, actually, can you pick the signs now? Yeah, I'm That's really the difference. good. Yeah. At, and yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what to do.
3: Yeah, the first time I had no idea. No, you know, when, no. Before I was diagnosed, I didn't know. No. I thought I was just being radical. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: this thyroid, is it overactive or underactive?
3: It was way overactive. Whoa! Yeah, so...
2: Bipolar, you would have been the original, you know, little I can, I can little train going up the hill.
3: Well, that's the thing. Um yeah. it's, it's all a bit up in the air as to how long I was going undiagnosed with, with the, the thyroid. thyroid. That's right. And whether that was attributing yeah. to my illness. And I think
2: it was. I think it was. Yeah. I'm not making a diagnosis <laughs> as my, my patient, but I'm just saying oh, to, like. have, to have florid... F- phyrotoxicosis can yeah. mimic a lot of uh, psychiatric issues.
3: Yeah, it was terrible, and, and through the um, the length it took to be diagnosed and how sick I got, mm. I now well, have. Well, you should have
2: had thyroid tests on your initial admission.
3: Well, yeah, but um, sure you know, <laughs> the the mental health system is not very um aligned with. The physical health system That's right, so yeah. um they're like two separate entities yeah, and like yeah. even when i was really sick with my thyroid and i was hospitalized mm. they were really ignoring that side of things mm. <laughs> so um it's difficult i mean well
2: it is difficult i mean these are basic tests you i mean the first thing you learn as a medical student is that before you diagnose somebody for psychiatric illness you make sure that you exclude all the physical causes which mm. can cause or mm-hmm. or um precipitate a psychiatric crisis and phyrotoxicosis is, you know, 101, you yeah. know, physical mental health. Yeah.
3: Maybe if, a, if there was a history in my family, that would mm. have helped. I mean, mm. my brother's since been diagnosed with the same thing, right. but uh, mm. he was successfully treated. I think mm. it may have been caught earlier. He was successfully treated with medication. I unfortunately had to go the whole radiation bit. bit yep. um, so that's left me with the opposite side so, of the spectrum. Now yeah,
2: you've got to take medication to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. You've done exceptionally well.
0: well I can you. see why they were interested in having you as a peer support worker because, you know, you've obviously got so many strategies in place that you're, you're confident enough to, you know, you, you engage, you I don't know, I think you should uh, give yourself a few more props. Alright, right, so. alright. You're doing remarkably well considering like, I guess, f- just from what you've described. You know. Yeah, oh, people
3: yeah. say that a lot oh, to me, but you're yeah. always your own worst critic. Totally. Yeah. And no, we shouldn't be.
2: You shouldn't be. No, seriously, you shouldn't be. Let other people criticise you. Yeah, if you sure. start criticising yourself, you've lost the plot. Yeah. No, no, that's seriously. It.
0: I, I think that's, that's the thing with a lot of people with depression and self, low self-esteem issues. You know, yeah. we, we do carry our enemies on our shoulders. So yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. You don't want to carry them. You yeah. just flick them off and say, go away. Because you've done, look, I've, I've been a doctor for over 40 years and you've done exceptionally well. Thank you Exceptionally well Considering the issues that you had to deal with The fact the diagnosis weren't made until late The fact you've got complications of the diagnosis being made late That you've got a successful relationship That you've you've got married on the 20th of November last year That you're in the music industry You've got enough confidence to come here for an hour And talk to two strangers about the most intimate and personal aspects of your life I'm mean,
0: so grateful to you for saying oh. thank you for coming on. Yeah, thank I mean, you I you mean, cause,
2: cause it, it t- kind of gives other people courage. I mean, that's what peer support is about. It, that's gi- true. it gives other people yeah. courage to think, well, maybe I'm not so bad after all, yeah. or maybe I should seek some advice. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful that you're here. And although you're only 30, You've lived a, a very, very, very full life. Sure have. Yeah, it's extraordinary. Mm. So how you got any plans for the future in Melbourne town?
3: Um, not so much in Melbourne town, but then again... You're leaving us... <laughs> Oh, look, I got into um, a really great radio course in Bathurst in New South Wales. Um, That was last year. Our loss, first game. I I actually deferred for a couple of years because um, Bathurst Mm. rejected us. We didn't have jobs at the time and we couldn't get a place to live. Right. Uh, So... um, and then this opportunity came along to be a part of Brainwave. So I'm still living the dream. I'm mm. in radio. This is great mm. and and for a good cause and everything. Mm. Um, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see what happens between now and and. I've deferred for two years. so At Bathurst? At Bathurst. so okay. and what does what, what
2: the course entail at Bathurst? Is it uh, kind of an apprenticeship course? Or uh, they
3: they give you 80% chance of employment within the small industry of radio um, mm-hmm. upon completion. So I like that, the odds because um, yeah. <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Um, but, yeah, it's just got some things going for it. It's got a radio station on campus mm-hmm. that, that mm-hmm. actually like 3CR, Mm. can be picked up on a transmitter radio, which I really like, being a radio enthusiast.
2: Well, Marnie Newman, thank you very much for coming on Radical Australia. We're going to give you a few minutes break because you've got to do brainwaves with your crew or with the crew in the next five minutes. So it's been a pleasure talking to you. I'm uh, really grateful you've been so honest with our listeners and I am sure you and your husband are going to do really well because you're the type of people we want, people who've got you know a creative bent who are willing to take the initiative and try things irrespective of all the challenges that you have faced and i must congratulate you and your husband um, i mean it's just extraordinary all the challenges you've faced you've done so well thank congratulations Marnie. thank
3: you, thank you.
2: Thank you.
1: Everybody knows the Captain line. Everybody got this broken feeling. And like their father or their dog just died. Everybody talking to their pockets. Everybody wants a box of chocolates at the dog's stem room. Everybody.